It's Tom Bilyeu here. And if you are addicted to the relentless pursuit of greatness, then I've got something special for you guys. The Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity. It's your daily fix of motivation, inspiration, and wisdom featuring the best speeches and speakers on the planet. We cover it all. Life, business, relationships, discipline, purpose, mental health, sports, studying, focus, you name it. With exclusive speeches from heavy hitters like Coach Payne, Billy Allsbrooks, Marcus Taylor, Dr. Jessica Houston, Walter Bond, and more. If you're ready to take control, level up, or just crush your day, then Motivation Daily Podcast is your secret weapon. Search for the Motivation Daily Podcast and follow wherever you listen to amazing podcasts. Coming up, yeah. this is Wallets More Than Money, How Web3 Will Revolutionize Entertainment. Yeah. It's my pleasure to bring to the stage the founder of discussion platform Beyond Media, Miss Nicole Benham, and also the yeah. CEO and founder of Impact Theory Studios, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Tom yeah. Bill Yu. What's up, Nicole? What's up, Tom? How we doing? Uh, so good. I know it's the afternoon, but GM guys, come on. GM, GM. Can I get a GM? I love tweeting GM, say it back. GM. It's the best way to get engagement on Twitter, not on Instagram. It's good, it's a good strategy. It's a good strategy. I like it. Tom, I'm so yes. excited to do this with you in person. You have been such an inspiration to me. In so many ways, you know, I, I've been an interviewer for a long time, but I've watched your stuff and you've interviewed some of the biggest legends and it's crazy that it was Web3 that brought us together. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Web3 is a crazy beast. It's a catalyst. Whatever you want to do, it'll bring you closer to your goal. I knew nothing about Web3, NFTs. I didn't even own ETH until this year. Until, no, last year, a year ago. I was going to say, whoa, you no, made no, no. real I progress met, only in year. like 90 days. I forgot that we're in 2022. It's so hard. I can't keep track of what year it is. It's because you're in Web3. That's, That's why. Yeah. It's all I think about. But I wanted to ask you, you know, everyone has their own definition of Web3. And I've heard it so many times just today. What's your definition? Yeah, so mine is really simple. I don't think it's going to be groundbreaking for anybody. It's the implications of this simple idea that I think will really surprise people with how much it changes things. So web one, read only, you go to a website, there it is. Web two, social, you can both read and post. Web three is about ownership and participation. And what I think people aren't really um, thinking so much about, I know some people are for sure, but especially in an entertainment context, is the things that you buy are signals of affinity. So what it is that you like. And so that was where the title of today's talk came from, is that, you know, they're called wallets, but that's really a pretty big misnomer. Uh, and if we're going to stick with it, it's wallets with more than money. And what 
I can tell about somebody from an entertainment perspective when you roll up into what I will lovingly refer to as the uh, metaverse archipelago, which we can get more into that later. Yeah, uh, that. But when you roll up into somebody's you know, little corner of the metaverse, that they can create custom experiences for you based on what's in your wallet. And so as I think about what that's going to be, it's really going to be revolutionary. And I think it's going to introduce an entirely new form of entertainment. I've heard you uh, say the, it's a new phrase, new word, wallet aware. What does that mean? I've never heard it before. Yeah, so when you're building these experiences, so we're going to be um, unveiling at the end of this the secret project that we've been working on under the code name of the Avatar Project. And as we're building it out and thinking about where this is all going, in fact, who has not seen the movie? Who has read the book Ready Player One? Make some noise. All right. Not quite as enthusiastic as I would hope from a Web3 crowd, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Now, I think that that book really has an insight into what the metaverse is actually going to become. And you know, from the sort of initial cyberpunk stuff with Snow Crash and things like that, where we got a really interesting sort of hacker-esque look at what it's going to be. But Ready Player One showed what it's going to be from an actual living in that world of entertainment. And it isn't just gaming. So there's a part that we would all recognize as gaming. You go in, it's a combat zone, you've collected your items, you lose in a battle, you lose all your stuff, right? Pretty straightforward. But the whole rest of the book, like 85% of the experiences that the characters have inside of that book are what I think is actually going to be Web3. I think he recognized, he wouldn't have had the word Web3, but that's what he was detailing, something I call wallet-aware, game-like experiences, meaning that I can, the example that I use is, my wife has a book coming up called Radical Confidence, May 10th, for anybody out there looking for a dope book. And she's doing an NFT project around it that'll make sense when you read the book called Bad Bitch Boots. And so inside of Project Avatar, we're gonna have Bad Bitch Boots. And that's actually an item in your wallet. So whether you're wearing them or they're just in your wallet, I now know something about you and I can trigger an experience based on the fact that my technology is aware of what's in your wallet. And if you have combinations of items, let's say you have a bored ape and you've got bad bitch boots. Well, you're my kind of person. So we so can do things for that. What can you do with that? Now that, you'll have to wait and see. Uh, that, we're, not, we're not ready for that announcement yet. But, but that's how, you know, as Web3 builders, like that's the kind of thing people begin to discover as they're creating this stuff. You know, is not, there's a name for it, um, skeuomorphic, right? Not to be skeuomorphic in the design, not to think of Web 2, or sorry, Web 3 as a worse Web 2, because I think Web 3 is a worse Web 2. In what sense? If you want to play a traditional video game, you're better off going to what already exists. They're already amazing. You can play to your heart's content. Web 3 needs to bring something new to the party. Otherwise, it's going to be a three to five year wait for something that's already awesome in Web 2. But Web3 can bring something entirely new. And as we break out of the skeuomorphic attempts at gaming or whatever, then it becomes, well, what is it? And I think it's these wallet-aware, highly interactive, customized, game-like experiences. OK. So I want to, I know you, we have Project Avatar. We're going to talk about that a little more. You, you've already released a project from 
from my understanding before We haven't this. released Avatar. So the way we did an umbrella project called Founders Keys. That's it. And the That's Founders it. Key, oh, so we got a couple Founders key holders in keys, here. Founders Keys, guys, come yeah, on. Yeah, buddy. All right, so um, we launched that, and our strategy is very different than the sort of typical strategy. So um, there's a lot of amazing financial energy in the Web3 space. It's incredible, thank God for it. It's what brought a lot of interest. It's what's building the infrastructure. It's amazing, but there has to be something beyond that. And about four or five months ago, I started to have a really uneasy feeling about what Web3 becomes if it's just a financial vehicle. And so as somebody who got into, you know, my wife and I sold our last company, Quest Nutrition. We never needed to work again. And, it, you know, to work this hard, it's about something different for us. So we've always wanted to build an entertainment company. We needed a moment of disruption. Web3 presented that. And getting into that, we knew we were going to be creating a lot of IP. And we wanted an umbrella project that wasn't focused on, I didn't want people treating the founder's keys as a hedge against inflation, right? Which is a lot of the, the vibe in NFTs is like, hey, it's highly volatile, which means I can make a huge amount of money, but you can also lose a huge amount of money. And if the people building the project are just focused on the financial side, there won't be the emotion to sustain the masses, right? So I'm interested in the masses because of a whole thesis I have around what I want to do with my life. So again, not that there's anything wrong with the financial energy. It's just not, that's not where we're coming from. So we wanted to create this umbrella project that would open everything that we're developing at Impact Theory. So we've already got nine projects in active development, and we needed a gravitational center. And that gravitational center where all of these different projects come together to the benefit of our key holders is Project Avatar. And today we're going to announce the name, we're going to reveal the logo, uh, and show you guys one glimpse of a, a really early piece of art uh, so you can get a sense of what's coming. But yeah, it's going to be a, a whole new kind of experience. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Um, you set the standard for customer service, is what I've been told. I was backstage with David Bianchi, who was just on this stage 10 minutes ago, and he told me that he purchased one of your founder's keys, and that when, you, uh, when the floor started fluctuating, you said to your holders, hey, if you're unhappy, I'm going to refund you. And he said he actually refunded us, and let us hold on to the, the free airdrop that we received, which really is setting the standard. You know, there are some people that come into the space. You don't know what their intentions are. Obviously, when it's very liquid and it's bullish, people are there to make money. And, you know, when you're here, when, when you're here long term, the way that you've been, you've been operating has really set the standard. So I, that was really nice to hear. Let's thank give you. it up for Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Look, this is, Web3 is an incredible space, but there is one slight pathological element, which is the timeframes that people are thinking in. And so I know what we're building. I know our level of commitment. We didn't do the um, drop of the keys as a way to fundraise so that we could actually do our roadmap. So when, when we did the project, and look, I had... I had not understood that part about Web3, that people don't measure things in months or years, they measure things in, in hours or days at most. 
And so even though in the like build up to the drop, I said, look, you know, this is don't buy this if you're trading it because it's not going to be like that. This is a slow build. We have a lot of IP in development. You know, we're trying to build a studio that makes games, film, TV, and those things have this inherent cycle. But don't worry, I don't need the raise here to do all of these things. So I'm going to do them, you know, whether it works or not. So when we sold it, we didn't spend any of the ETH that we generated. We just set it aside. And so when people weren't, they either had overextended themselves or they just weren't comfortable with the kind of time period that we were talking about, I was, you know, cool, we'll refund you. And that was the same way we built Quest was, you know, look, you got to stand by your product. And so, yeah, this I like to call the founder's key the anti-rug. This will never be a rug. Anti-rug? The anti-rug. We're trying to shove carpet under people's feet. Uh, and yeah, so we would, you know, just buy the keys back before we'd let it go to zero. So that's, you just, that's how we play. That's incredible. Every time I talk to you, I hear a new phrase, a new term. It's like, I'm, it's like there's a new glossary with you, which I love. Because, you know, we have that, the whole GM, wag me. Uh, rug, all the terms we had to learn as we uh, moved moved along in this space. So I heard you say, uh, okay, what does Unreal Engine 5, which I don't know what that is, have to do with what you have been calling, and you said it earlier, a metaverse archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So if we have people out there that are tech savvy and you guys want to create something amazing in Web3, I, I have a thesis. Now, of course, I could be wrong, but I'm extraordinarily bullish on this. And I think you're going to see that there are people running what I now call the playbook. And the playbook, if you're trying to launch a, uh, a project based around IP, so you're trying to tell stories, there's some element, it's not just about apes, it's apes embedded in a story world, right? So the same thing for us. So Project Avatar is embedded in a story world. So as we were looking at what technology are we gonna build this in, I wanted, I'm agnostic. I don't care if it ends up being sandbox. Uh, I don't care if it's the central land. I don't care if it's something that none of us have heard about. I just wanna make sure that we can make something that's as big and interconnected as possible so that they don't become these really disparate things and it's you know, a battle for the technology and, and most things get lost and eaten you know, by time. So looking at it, I was like, okay, what is the technology that is most widely available to creators? And the answer is Unreal Engine. So Unreal Engine is named appropriately. It is the most unreal piece of technology you're going to encounter. It will allow you to basically drag and drop your way to a video game. It is absolutely extraordinary. And you've already got, um, we're building an Unreal Engine, uh, Apes are building an Unreal Engine, CloneX is building an Unreal Engine. And this idea of the Metaverse Archipelago is that right now, video games are never going to get connected. And anybody that spent enough time in a video game understands why, like just to balance a weapon inside of one game is hard as hell. To do that across games would literally be impossible. And so you're never going to be able to do that. But there are these game-like experiences that I'm talking about, going back to Ready Player One, where somebody builds a replica of the hometown that they grew up in, and you can go into the arcade inside of that town, play a micro game, opens an Easter egg, and then based on what your wallet has, like creates this incredible experience. And so they're not traditional video games, and it's not traditionally a movie. It's, it's a Web3 game. It's something totally new. And so 
I think that as we build up these islands, so that's the kind of thing that we're building with Project Avatar, and there's a bunch of people doing it. So right now they... You guys know I have a very strict diet that I stick to, except for very special occasions, and I do that so that I can bring my best every day to what I'm doing, and a big part of that strict diet is high-quality animal protein and my go-to source of trustworthy meats and seafoods with no added hormones or antibiotics ever is ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service that delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all directly to your door. I cannot recommend ButcherBox enough. When you eat ButcherBox, you are giving your body the best possible building blocks to work with so you can reach your full potential. You've got to take care of yourself at a cellular level if you want to hit your peak consistently. So ButcherBox is the key. Sign up at butcherbox.com impact and get our special deal. ButcherBox is off Offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. And that means you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash impact and use code impact to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You will never be able to reach your full potential if you are riddled with stress and have a lot weighing on your mind. I can tell you from my own experiences with stress and negative thought loops, you have to find a way to work through whatever it is that's weighing on you if you're going to have any hope of achieving your goals. Therapy can be an option for working through things, and for an online therapy option that is super convenient and flexible, be sure to check out BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, everything is 100% online, and getting started is quick and easy. A brief questionnaire matches you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Get things off your chest, process through things with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash impact theory today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, dot com slash impact theory. It's Tom Bilyeu here. And if you are addicted to the relentless pursuit of greatness, then I've got something special for you guys. The Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity. It's your daily fix of motivation, inspiration, and wisdom featuring the best speeches and speakers on the planet. We cover it all. Life, business, relationships, discipline, purpose, mental health, sports, studying, focus, you name it. With exclusive speeches from heavy hitters like Coach Payne, Billy Allsbrooks, Marcus Taylor, Dr. Jessica Houston, Walter Bond, and more. If you're ready to take control, level up, or just crush your day, then Motivation Daily Podcast is your secret weapon. Search for the Motivation Daily Podcast and follow wherever you listen to amazing podcasts. Our islands, right? So if you're in Project Avatar, you won't be able to teleport into apes. You'd have to go build an apes. But they're on the same rendering engine. So once this ecosystem gets their version of HTTPS or TCP IP, the protocols that make the internet work, you will literally, as long as it isn't a combat zone, you'll be able to move from one experience to another. And that lets your identity be as permanent as you want it to be. And so that's why the phase one of Project Avatars, we're focusing on that, that you can build an avatar that's awesome. I mean, just like triple A game tier quality 3D, fully rigged, amazing stuff, 
with an eye towards being able to, in the future, once that infrastructure is created, you can take it from space to space to space. If you strive to perform your best in life, bringing your energy and abilities into everything you do, then it only makes sense that you would want to be out on the road with that same power, agility, and performance that everyone expects from you. And there's no better option than the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable SUV yet, the third-generation Range Rover Sport. You guys know I love staying on the cutting edge with technology, and the Range Rover Sport's cabin features advanced technologies such as active noise cancellation and cabin air purification, a must, offering you and your family and friends new levels of comfort and refinement while traveling. The Range Rover Sport provides an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and redefines sporting luxury for the power, agility, and performance you demand in every area of your life. Explore the Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. That's incredible. Um, You have such a big audience already with Impact Theory. I know you have a newsletter. You have a ton of ways that you communicate. You know, I'm in this world of NFTs. um, But if I wasn't, and I'd imagine that you communicate with an audience that is not crypto native, how do you you move them over? How do you bring them to this world? How do you excite them and, you know, get them involved with this kind of stuff? You know, because not everyone is into gaming and, and things like this. So yeah, so to me the the big question that we're trying to solve for is there's so many people doing incredible things where the punchline is this is a a fun financial instrument. And so we want to take a different approach, which is, you know, they say that there are companies that try to charge more over time and there are companies that try to charge less, and we're a charge less company. So we're trying to bring the cost of NFTs down, we're trying to make the barrier to entry lower, and we're trying to put whatever accretive value there is in getting amazing art, doing cool collaborations, to push through the hands of our key holders. Right, key holders? You feeling good about that? So we want to get the art right, we want to get the rarity right, we want to get the drops right, the partnerships right, but make it, at least in that initial transaction, very inexpensive. And then let the quality of the game, the quality of the ecosystem, take care of whether something goes up in value. And if it does, it's already in the hands of our key holders. So that helps the the value of the keys stay strong, gives an early entry point for someone who isn't a key holder. You know, and we're obsessed with this idea of being people's first NFT, right? Because there's you can actually do something with it. You can go in and you can play and engage and. Uh, and it becomes a really fun, easy way to become a part of this ecosystem and get your feet wet without having to know a lot about it or to be looking at financial charts or wonder if today's a good day to buy in or if you missed it. It's like, make it really easy, make it really fun, and then they can learn about the other side. And how, how do you engage with your community in particular? I know you have a Discord. We've done a Twitter space together. And then you're collaborating with people. Yeah, so one, we're really building with a focus on making sure that our community can co-create with us. And that was one of the really powerful lessons. I actually, I had for, I mean, Lisa and I were so successful because we knew how to build community. And that was how we blew Quest up. We took it from not existing to being valued at over a billion dollars in five years. So it's just crazy. So I really came into Web3 thinking, cool. I repeated that success with Impact Theory. We've grown by 41,000% in five years. So it's just bananas. 
So I thought I really understood community. What Web3 showed me was I understood audience, and community is different. And so building a Discord community in the way that we mean it in Web3 was really like, it was exciting, but surprising. I just didn't realize the voracious appetite for co-creation. And so as we're building our avatar, it's like all eyes on how can we create moments where the, the players, the users, can be involved creating different things. And so that's a big part. So that's one way that we engage highly. We're actually building a school to help people learn how to create an Unreal Engine so that they can build things for the experience. Um, and then also Twitter and Discord. Like those are the, the three big ways. Um, but we, I spend a lot of time in Discord answering questions. That's huge for me. Um, and so, yeah, those three are really the, the ways. Yeah, I love the distinction that you made. Um, and we've talked about it on our spaces between audience and community. You know, audience, this is an audience right now. But the second you guys are talking to each other and then there's a two-way street where we're all engaging with each other, that's a community. The other thing that I wanted to mention, and I talk about this a lot in Twitter spaces, community wasn't a positive word when I was growing up because a lot of us belonged to communities where we didn't really feel accepted for who we were. The first thought we had when we walked into a room was, okay, who do I have to be to impress these people? Now, we all have you know, avatars from a certain collection and we feel like we're unified based on that. And when we walk into like a Cool Cats event or a Doodles event, or you know, I'm sure a Founders Key event or any of these things, we already feel a sense of connection. We're curious about each other. You know, we want to work collaboratively. It's such a different feeling. Am I right, community? It's different. It's a different feeling in Web3, you know? It's, it's also like, you know, you're, you're a big public figure, but I feel like we're friends here, you know? It's, it's, you're someone that I look up to, but I feel like we're, we're someone we can work collaboratively. And when we all talk to each other and when I see people, even at this conference, it's just, I feel like I know you even if I don't know you. And, and I love that about this. We are all in the Wild West, covered in dirt, trying to build something. And that there really is something that when you have that shared vision, that shared purpose, and you're in the middle of something, and we're such an island. And you know, I'm sure that when you're in your bubble here, like if you guys ever like, and look, it's all different for everybody's algorithm. But if I type into YouTube, literally just W-E-B in the number three, no space, the first like 10 results are Web3 is a joke, it's a scam. It's like we, we are in a bubble of like, yo, this is amazing, it's incredible. But like we are, we are a really small part of humanity right now. I didn't know that. I didn't oh, yes. know. It, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. few results are Web3 is a oh, joke? Oh, yes. Yes. Whenever you have a massive shift, this, this is a tectonic shift. What is happening right now is a tectonic shift. On the inside, we see all the people investing. We see all the resources and the talent pouring into the space. But to the outside world, it is confusing. They have no idea what it is. Why would people do this? But that's, that is the nature of change. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. And then finally, they accept defeat. And so it's, we're moving into the fighting part, right? So as somebody in the gaming world, you don't have to go far to see that there is a there is a massive amount of vitriol between traditional gaming and NFTs, like like almost violent. It's really interesting, and so it is not going to be a smooth road. And ultimately, we have to build things that actually are better, not better in concept, but better in reality. 
But if we build those things, and I, I literally, I have run every scenario you can imagine that I can think to run, and all of them end with Web3 being the dominant system because it's the most attuned to human nature, but we're gonna go through a rocky patch. Okay, the most attuned to human nature, how so? We want to own things. We want to feel a sense of connection. And I think that this is, it's the part that confuses people and it's the most powerful thing, which is digital art is the most incredible art on planet Earth. Like the things that it can do, it can move, right? The color spectrum that it can handle is way broader than what you can do in print or in paint. And it also matches much more closely the zeitgeist of people growing up right now. So we're now dealing with generations of people who grew up playing video games, then they raised their kids playing video games, where you can become famous and wealthy from playing video games. And that's why it's not weird that you have all these DGENs basically treating video game style graphics as bonds and hedges against inflation and financial instruments. And it's like, it's so nonsensical 40 years ago. It wouldn't make any sense. But now when you steep people in that culture, now all of a sudden it does make sense. But you have to go through this massive transition to get the world to adopt something like this. But it is, it, it is just self-evident to me that people want to own, they want to co-create, and they want things to be valued that they already think are amazing. And that all of that's in Web3. It's also the education that I feel like we were missing when we were younger. They didn't teach us about taxes and financial literacy, and now all of these questions are coming up. You know, as we learn more and more about cryptocurrencies and NFTs and things like in community, it's, it's sort of filling in all the holes of everything we were never taught when we were young. So I feel like this is also going to change the way we educate our kids. That's, that's the feeling that I get from this every time I'm learning. It's interesting, yes, and there will be way more financial literacy, but I don't think anybody new is going to enjoy it. And so this is my big, my big thing with NFTs is look out at the world, right? The question has already been asked and answered. How many people like paying attention to financial graphs and all of that stuff? And the answer is some and they are handsomely rewarded for it. And the people that get to know it really well and really understand how it works, they learn it. But they could have learned it this whole time, and they didn't, and they didn't for a reason, because they're not into it. They want entertainment, or they want an emotional connection, or whatever, but it isn't the financial side of it. Like, I will give you guys a key distinction. I've spent a huge portion of my life pursuing wealth. And then when I was told, because I finally had more than a million dollars in liquid net worth that I could be an investor, I was like, why? I still don't understand it. So I'm good at building businesses. I'm not good at investing. They're totally different things. And so some people are gonna be really into investing and they may prefer investing in NFTs because at least it's images that they find visually interesting or they like the culture of it. But at the end of the day, you still have to spend your day looking at it and treating it like stocks. Like, is it moving in the right direction? Are the fundamentals right and all that? I don't wanna hear about that. I, I don't care about the fundamentals of Spider-Man or One Piece or My Hero Academia. I just know it's dope, right? And that's the only way that I personally want to engage with it. And so I know that there's going to be a huge contingency of people that feel the same. And again, if you scan the demographics of the world, there are way more people 
that are into going to see the next blockbuster or playing the next blockbuster video game than there are people that are willing to spend that same time getting financially literate. Because if you're willing to spend the time, I'll just tell you right now, it's already out there. You can go learn everything you want. You've got Warren Buffett teaching every principle he knows, Charlie Munger teaching every principle he knows, Michael Saylor as fast as he can talk telling you what to do with Bitcoin, Raoul Paul as fast as he can talk, Robert Breedlove, like all the information is there. But some people just aren't into it. So there's got to be another side that speaks to the broader audience. But then I keep hearing this, this word edutainment. Has anyone perfected that? Or is that the direction we're moving in? Man, you can keep your edutainment. <laughs> I, I tell my team all the time, anybody holding impact theory keys that's looking for edutainment, you are going to be really unhappy. <laughs> so the way that I see it is... We have a funnel system at the top of impact. So impact theory exists for one reason and one reason only, to make sure that nobody gets to the age of 15 without encountering a growth mindset at scale through story. That's it. That's why I get up every morning. That's a word. That's why uh, I fight as hard as I do. And so I saw Star Wars. It introduced me to a character called Yoda. I thought Yoda was dope as hell. And then at 16, a friend of mine said, hey, you should read this book called The Tao Te Ching. And I read it, and I was like, yo, these are like Yoda quotes. And so Yoda gave me an in to an ancient Chinese philosophy that ended up changing my life. And so Taoism then plants the seeds for what we would now call a growth mindset. And that started with Star Wars. And so that's how we want to do it. Star Wars doesn't preach at you. But if you take Yoda's advice, it will actually make your life better. And so my thing is, can we tell stories like The Matrix, like Karate Kid, like Shawshank Redemption, where there's a core idea at the center of it that's literally life-changing, but it's just entertainment. And then you funnel them down. Cool, you liked our version of The Matrix. And if you like our version of The Matrix, you're really going to like the project that we're going to play literally right now because we're about to run out of time. Um, so with that, I will say, let me introduce you to Impact Theory's version of The Matrix. Wait. Are, are you about to drop the name? We're, we're going to have to because oh we, we are rapidly running out of time. <laughs> Wilhelm von Wugenstein, if you're back there, now is the time, my friend. All right, everybody. This is our new project, formerly known as Project, project Avatar, Avatar. And you're about to learn the real name. All right, there it is. So Project Avatar is officially Project Kaizen. Now, anybody that knows what uh, Kaizen stands for, so the real Japanese word, which in English we'd spell K-A-I-S-E-N, uh, stands for continual improvement. And so that's, that's the core of impact theory. That's the core of everything that we do, and that's the core of this game-like experience that we're building out called Project Kaizen. Uh, that's the first thing that we've released to introduce people to the world. We're marching towards the launch of the project here. Uh, in a couple weeks, we'll announce the actual launch date. Uh, and really fast, I'd like to show uh, just a quick, Will, if we can get the uh, teaser image, and I'll explain how this works. So the idea is to create yourself. So you're going to come into a full-blown game engine. Again, it's built inside of Unreal Engine. You'll be able to build an avatar based on extremely high-quality uh, 3D assets that we're working with some of the most talented artists in the world. 
Uh, we stole one of the creative directors away from Riot Games, very excited about. Uh, in fact, our new chief marketing officer who we stole from Disney, Warner Brothers, um, DC Comics, he's now on the team. So we're building out an incredibly world-class team that is going to allow us to tell stories in this brand new Web3 way. Uh, and Will, if you want to hit people with just a real fast, this is a, an old VizDev piece that we did just to show the kinds of things that we're um, going to be doing. And Will, you can take that one down. We're never going to be showing that one again. I only wanted to show that here live on stage as it's ephemeral. Uh, but we'll be showing you guys the, the real images coming up. We'll be dripping them out about once a week until we hit launch. So we've got a lot of things coming all around that idea of continuous improvement. So thank you guys so much for joining us for that unveiling of Project Kaizen. Thank you, Tom. This has, been, this has been such an honor for me. I'm so excited for what you're building. It's very clear you're here for the long run. And I just, I can't wait. Let's hear it. Tom, Bill, you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Nicole. All right, everybody. Peace out.